2: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Hello and welcome to the CrazeCast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy and today I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Jay and Amber. Hey, what up everybody? To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine, and YouTube the Craze. Uh, and then before we begin, I'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that helped make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, Mian, and Brienne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon and supporting us, uh, please go to patreon.com slash crazemagazine to check out all the great perks that we have for all of our members. And as we mentioned before, uh, we also are actively working on our second mini zine, uh, focused on Monster X. Pre-orders are still available on our website. If you go into our store, it'll be the very first one on the page. Uh, be sure to grab a copy because we will have uh, a limited number of prints to begin with. So uh, if you are a huge fan of Monsta X, just uh, be sure to go grab it. It's uh, cheaper than our uh, regular print issues. Uh, And if you know any uh, group order managers in other countries that would be willing to help out uh, to, you know, reduce shipping uh, for you guys that are outside of the United States, please uh, do let us know. Uh, We definitely want to work to help, you know, keep everything reasonable for y'all. So uh, today uh, for our discussion, we're going to be going back into a uh, print issue that came out last year where one of our writers, Gigi, uh, talked about... Uh, normalizing k-pop and bridging the east and the west through music and basically how that started uh you want to go into some more detail jay roxy mentioned it was part of one of our print
1: issues and the article basically is talking about how at least by the end of 2019 um we saw a lot of collaborations coming out of the woodwork when it came to when it came that when it comes to um, K-pop and Western music, for example, uh, some of the artists that Gigi covered was um, Blackpink and Dua Lipa, BTS and Halsey, uh, NCT 127 with EXO's Lay and Jason Derulo. We've been seeing a lot more big collaborations. And I thought this article would be fitting just because we are seeing a lot of it come out of the woodwork now in 2020 now we have blackpink collaborating with selena gomez we have bts now just on their own getting radio play here in the united states like here like where i am like yes just yesterday i heard them on the radio and like it's just like whoa it really is on that scale where they're getting radio play though it's still small like in certain places, they're still not getting it. It's still a big step. And just recently, the BTS also got number one on the Billboard 100. And then we see also artists like Super M tackling the US market. But it's not like it's more recent that we've been seeing artists tackle the US market and collaborating with Western artists. This has been going for a long time. If you recall, you know, when Bo was trying to make it here and all these other collaborations that have been around for quite some time. But I feel like 2020, we've been seeing a lot. And I mean, a lot more Western collaborations with with K-pop idols. So mm, I guess where I want to talk about it is like, how are we feeling about all of this? Like, what are some thoughts of seeing this growth happen within... I guess, or how should I, let me rephrase. How are we feeling about the globalization of K-pop in this way into the Western um, music sphere?
0: I don't know. For me, it's a little weird, uh, personally, just because I, when it comes to my music, I've always been kind of an edgelord in the sense that, like, I like things that are not widespreadly popular, necessarily, to begin with, anyway. So, like, when I see... Big Western names on stuff. I'm kind of like, eh. Uh, I have I have a gatekeeping gene in me sometimes, and like I know it's bad, so I tamp it down because we don't want to gatekeep in this house. It's not fun to do that. Um, but like, part of me is a little bit annoyed that that is what has to happen for these artists to be recognized in the West. You know what I mean? Um, what BTS is doing so far, I think. I guess I would say I do like that better, even though I'm not a huge fan generally of, like, all English singles, um, just because it feels a little bit, like, to me, like it's market pandering. And I mean, like, on a financial scale, it makes sense, right? Because if you want to reach a market of people that tend to have a not-so-great image of, like, other languages, then you would naturally do something in all English. But I kind of don't, like that that's I don't like the state of like the market where that is what has to happen in order for you know for people to get popular do you know what I mean
2: like I was just thinking about it and people are gonna come for my head for this but like I remember the times where BTS flat out said we're not gonna release any English music and then here we are with a full English single um, and I I definitely am in the same kind of boat with Roxy because like I remember when K pop it wasn't cool to like K pop and you like you relished in the fact that you weren't cool but you liked the secret thing. But now everyone's like, Oh, it's cool. But the fact that it's taking like it's taking making English songs to get any radio play outside of like Asian countries. Cause let's, we have to remember the fact that K pop has always been big in Asia. Like it's been big all over Asia. America is the only country trying to figure it out.
0: I don't know about Europe either though. Cause I don't know much. I mean, like my favorite. Band like outside of K pop is like a European metal band, but like that's about all I know of the Europe scene. I just know that, like, I feel like sometimes the American music scene is like idolized in a way that maybe it shouldn't be just because it's just like it's just another market essentially, right? So, like, and we all know like that all of the awards that they give out are rigged and always have been rigged, so like. That shouldn't matter either. Like, it's well known that, like, when Billboard gives out shit, like, half the time it's partially and not fully earned.
2: It's just like Mama. G Dragon exactly. Ball Mama hands out participation trophies.
0: Yeah, any awards, that, like, at this point, any award show world, worldwide or, like, any awards that they give out are just, like, fake, really.
1: I, like, I guess my thoughts on it is just, like, I do like how it is like their collab i uh, like taking away from like the marketing sense and all like you know i do agree it's just like i i do with Roxy and you remember that like i hate how it is it has to be an english song or that they have to collaborate with a a western artist to get validation here in the states but if i take that away there are actually a lot of collaborations and i mean we'll talk about it later on that i thought like oh this is actually a really good collaboration between the two artists unexpected but um i thought i was like oh okay yeah like i see it i just wow came out of left field um but definitely like when i think about it like i do want to say it is still here at least in the states k-pop is still being like like what Amber said, they're trying to figure it out. While us, because we've been in the game for so long, like we know it, we get it. But like, I guess my one thing is like, please don't fetishize this genre of music because it is still music. And- Oh girl, um, you know they will. uh, Yeah, I know. But it's just like, one can hope like, uh, no, it's not like this having thoughts about like k-pop is just not this one sphere of like like there's different mixtures of musics and style in k-pop but we're not like i don't know how to fully say it but it's like k-pop is not all that like what i mean not all that and you know what i'm trying to say (laughs) no i get Um, it no totally get it (laughs) yeah like it's not all of that thing where it's just this one cookie cutter. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not a cookie cutter thing in terms of music, and there's so much more out there. But because I feel like they want to just mold it into like this bubble gum type of thing, it's like no, there's more to offer with K-pop. What, like,
2: what hmm. bugs me about this east so like the merging of like K-pop into Western markets is that. We, like the Western market, I'm going to loop myself into this because I, w- I had issues with this before I moved over to Korea, yeah. is that I lumped all Korean music under K-pop, and that's not even the thing. Um, like what we think of like generally K-pop is what Korea calls idol music. So it's like anyone who is called a K-pop idol are make idol music groups like day six don't get lumped into that category and flying doesn't get lumped into that category um the group we're going to talk about today doesn't get lumped into that category like k-hip-hop and B are their own genres like they're not all lumped into the same category and i think america and like western countries are so like, the need to label something is so high that they're putting all of these groups together into it. In America, Korean music has been in that. Korean artists have been performing in that country for years. Y'all just haven't been paying attention to them.
0: Right, like, it's a, I wonder, too, about the expansion, looking at it, at least in a positive light, if it could possibly help open the minds of the masses. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, I know I live like, we've already talked about where we live. So I live in like a very um, kind of a melting pot area, right? Where you sort of get a little bit of everything. Um, I just wonder in like other places where that's not as normal in the United States, if that would help people sort of be more open to a different culture. I know at least for me, when I started, you know, getting into the music and sort of like understanding where it was coming from and stuff, it was like a huge eye opener. And, like, I started to see around me how, you know, like, casual racist things were thrown around about Asian people in general. Um, and, you know, I just wonder how much that would actually happen, or how much there would still be some sort of ignorance. Because, like, I hate to say it, but sometimes people in the United States are just ignorant as shit for no reason. They just, like, say things they shouldn't. Facts. Um, oh, and I mean like I don't get me wrong I am proud to be American um it's just that you know there's there's some not so great things that are associated with us as that's true for you know a lot of cultures
2: like we could go on a whole tangent about that
0: we
1: have a huge history like we're all proud to be American just there's a lot of back history to
0: where we live
2: The best thing about being American is we have the liberty to shit-talk our country without worrying about the repercussions.
0: Right, like, I can't be taken away by the government for saying that, saying the shit, and that's pretty much the best thing that we could have.
2: Exactly. Uh, It's the double-edged sword of our First Amendment rights.
0: True facts.
2: Um, My big thing is, like... Like I mentioned, that Korean artists have been a thing in America for years. Um, let's talk about Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded has been doing his shit for years in America, and you would think that people would latch onto Dumbfounded's rap
0: quicker than they would latch onto BTS or even Jay Park. Like I feel like a lot True. of people don't even know that Jay Park is like American. Like he's dead ass out of Seattle, and he went to Korea and built an empire, and y'all are still ignoring him.
2: And like he 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 brought his empire over to Seattle too. like hire is based out of Seattle too. So it's just like, bro. Also
1: also, he signed to rock nation here. One of the biggest labels in the States. What? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's just like, how, how are, how, how is he not getting more recognition?
0: Actually, I'm really curious. I'm going to go on the iTunes K-pop chart and see how much like, other korean music is on like the top of the charts
2: see my thing is like the what okay i'm gonna start Mm. big pet peeve with that with the let's talk about western streaming sites you know how they create those daily mixes for you
1: i know this discussion yes on spotify especially
2: I have, I, I think I've thrown a fit about this to Jay in like text messages at least once is why the hell do they split the American, my American music from my Korean music? Why can't that just be all in the same daily playlist? Like you want to split my regular, my Western rap from my Korean rap, my K-pop from my American pop? Bruh, what if I want to get emailed to day six, but also throw on Cardi B's WAP? cardi b and uh the stallions walk for the next song like you don't know my life
0: yeah see that's the thing that i think is probably our biggest pet peeve with like the western market is that they still pigeonhole k-pop away from like normal pop and you don't see them doing that with like latin pop or that's probably the best example it's like or, that you know or uk pop too like there's uk pop i don't even know that
1: <laughs> yeah no like you know, what Direction uh, is UK Pop? Yeah.
0: I was not a One Direction person, so, you know.
1: Wouldn't Dua Lipa be considered also, right?
0: She, well, I know she's, like, from
1: the UK somewhere. And, uh, like, Domino, whoever
2: wrote Domino, I don't remember what her name is. Jessie J! Yeah. And Iggy Azalea. Isn't she European or from the UK?
0: Adele is from the UK, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like they're sort of trying to keep it a whole separate thing. Like, this is in the East, so it doesn't belong with everything else. Like, that's kind of not cool, my dude.
2: And this is going to all the streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, (laughs) Title. Figure it out, please. Because it's one of the things that keeps me from wanting to reinstate my, like, the only reason why I have a Spotify account right now is so I can listen to this playlist, to this podcast. If I want my music to be mixed. If the Korean music sites can figure it out, so can you.
0: Okay, so I just went on iTunes, like, top A-list playlist for K-pop or something, and the first thing I noticed, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really consider Jessie K-pop. She's kind of more, like, K-hip-hop-ish. She is
1: K-hip-hop. What is she's she on, the on the list? Pop
0: playlist? Yep, she's on the K-pop playlist. Um, By the way,
1: Amber, Iggy's alias Australian.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck, sorry. And Day6 is on here also. Oh, Soleil? Isn't Soleil? Soleil is um, K-Hip-Hop, right? Yes. She's, or uh, and I believe, is the right one. She is on here, um, just on the front page. And I know they put August D on there because he's from BTS, but August D is straight up K-Hip-Hop on his own. He's not K-Pop when he does his solo stuff.
2: Ugh. I want to. Come on come on western streaming sites because seriously it's like there's talk of spotify coming into korea and like they're not um korea is not gonna put up with this bullshit because sometimes they want their fantastic baby next to their drake
0: and you know I, it should be that way because like it even sends a me- to me uh separating these out sort of sends a message of I don't want to say segregation because that's like too intense but it's like it's keeping... uh, racism or racism in a sense because it's like you're separating two things that are the same musically but you're doing it based on the location it came from and because it came from somewhere in Asia that means it's different and like I don't I don't like the message that that sends at America you wonder why people talk shit about you all the time like
2: it's just really annoying like let's talk about um like recent collaborations did boy with love ever end up in one of your guys's daily mixes without it being in like a korean specific mix because it makes me wonder if like sour candy and dynamite are gonna not sour candy dynamite and ice cream are all gonna end up in the regular daily mix versus it being in the k-pop mix
0: that is a good question because i'm not sure i canceled my spotify recently um to save money.
2: <laughs> I only have it to listen to this podcast. So.
0: Yeah, I think um, that one might. Just because, like, the feature with Selena Gomez was so intertwined in a way that it hasn't really been before.
2: So, um, it just makes me wonder if those will end up in a regular, like, the the generic daily playlist. Or if it's going to end up in the, in the K-pop specific playlist. Because, sure. like... What do we know what happened with the Jason Derulo lay 127 mix or the Don't Need Your Love mix with NCT 127? NCT Dream? Not 127, that was Dream.
1: Um no. well, I can I can't. I'm not a good example of this cuz primarily all of my like all of my music library is K-pop on my daily playlist. Um save for all the lo-fi that I listen to, um I haven't like I've seen Dynamite, um, Sour Candy, and Ice Cream show up on my on the K-pop playlist, but that's because it's curated. Most of my what I listen to is K-pop through my Spotify account. But I guess it's something I'll have to mess around with and let me see if it does it. Just because I I actively use my Spotify account for other music stuff, but who knows. Hold on, I'm
0: going in to check.
1: <laughs> so like, at least I can't vouch for mine because I primarily listen to K- mostly K-pop on my um on my Spotify account, but I've noticed that it also kind of separates it through genre like f- like feel, like genre type of feel because like let's say one day I'm listening to all Adele, right? And um I'll get Adele and um, a lot more of my r stuff into one daily playlist, while well, one will be all lo-fi, one will be all girl groups, and then one is just K-pop in general, and but I have tell one- tell me
2: this, like, on your Adele playlist, you feel like some Zion T could be slipped up in
1: there, but does uh, it? I haven't paid attention enough to, like, really, to really know, because sometimes, like, i uh, I don't go into those playlists, just because I'm like I'm not feeling this even though like if for one day I was listening to Adele and more R&B for just like a day and then all of a sudden it curates a playlist for me I don't really go for that though I think I've done it when I was listening to Love I have seen BTS
0: pop up once I have an answer for both of you I I have one too (laughs) go ahead (laughs) Um, well, I just went on to the, the pop genre in Spotify and like today's top hits and both Dynamite and Ice Cream are in there. So I think that this is something that is developing that we will see happen in the future because I know um, I had Spotify when I was going into my office to use that, uh, to use at work and Boiled With Love What's definitely not coming up on the regular pop playlists. So see, I just... I looked at my Spotify, my daily mix,
2: like my big issue is like the curated playlist that the quote algorithm makes for you based on like genres, right? Um, And like you, they give you like five or six daily mixes. Hang on, how many daily mixes are there? One, two, three, four. There's six daily mixes that they make based on your, like your style. So like one would have stuff with like Panic at the Disco and uh, My Chemical Romance, oh hey look there's the one, see it seems to be getting better because I just saw the, the Fall Out Boy featuring RM song on there but I don't see any K-pop artists by
1: themselves. Okay, oh well this doesn't count, it kind of counts. Uh, so I have a daily mix for just Beyonce, <laughs> or it's it has Beyonce, Dr. Dre, a lot more hip hop the only, like, thing I see, it's similar to what you saw, Amber, is the Old Town Road uh, feature with RM. Yeah. That and is, see, like, the only
2: thing. My thing is I want a daily mix like that. Like, the group we're talking about today would fit perfectly in that mix of Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance. Why can't my Korean band's why can't the algorithm figure out why my Korean bands can't hang out with my American bands? Like, what if I want to listen to The Weeknd and then I want to listen to Chancellor next?
0: You know, the one thing that I never got, just to shift gears here a little bit, is why Western people are not or, like, it's not as big of a thing to get into Korean hip-hop. That half of it's in English anyway! Because, <laughs> uh, like, The Korean hip-hop scene is, like, banging, okay? I don't even, like, I was not big into, like, popular hip-hop in the United States, at least in modern times. Um, I studied, I did a little bit of studying of music when I was in college, and, like, the origins of rap and hip-hop, I really loved, you know, the early days of the genre.
2: I I was always, like, in early 2000s, like, Biggie and Tupac and...
0: Yeah, stuff like that. And I think that the reason that the American hip hop um, people have become less enthused with it is because it got incredibly vulgar um, to a point that it's like, "Eh, I don't know about it. Uh, We can't say Korean hip hop
2: and it's not, Korean hip hop and rap is not vulgar.
0: That's true. It is also pretty vulgar. But like, (laughs) you can definitely find um, some more like tame stuff, I feel like. that is more widely popular, at least in Korea, than, like, you could um, underground artists in the United States that are less, super, like, less vulgar. Do you know what I, I mean? F- I feel like the hip-hop scene... Like, I well,
1: be... I can't... I don't listen to it as much anymore. It's just not my thing like it was. Like, we mentioned, like, earlier time Like, 90s, early 2000s hip-hop was more my speed. I can't vouch for now. Um, say for, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, um, all the females. Um, like, I feel like hip hop here in the States has taken a more alternative, darker route in terms of like sound and style. It's just not this loud in your face kind of style that we've been seeing back then. So it's a little bit different, and then when you when you take the k hip hop side, like it's super catchy like they still have like very reminiscent like very very similar styles of like having like their darker feel like here in the states, but there's a little bit something that gives it its edge with k k hip hop i think
2: i agree um I'm just thinking back of like who brought me into k-hip-hop but in like what i listen to nowadays i definitely think the like the style like what's popular has definitely changed and um i think me being me being american definitely has an influence in the type of style i like in my korean hip-hop like the one thing that keeps coming to mind is um can, can i even say this title for this uh, do you guys know the J Park song, Boy"?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. And I feel like that's a very American song for me to like. But then there's also, Absolutely. like, Korean-style hit, like, like, Koreans have taken, like, an originally African-American-focused genre and, like, added their own tweaks and changes to it. And it's very interesting to see what they've done with it. Like, I'm just... Like, B.Y. B.Y. released a song, Goddess, Goddess A Day, I think. is.
0: I don't even a, know how to say it. It's like, gotta stay, gotta stay, something. It is a very, very, like, when you first listen to it, you're like, what the fuck what is the going fuck? on? But, yeah. like, as it goes on, you're like, this is pretty, pretty good. This is pretty chill. <laughs> B.Y. has just that, like, he has that style. And, like,
2: it's a very uniquely Korean style. So it's just like one of those things that's like, huh, like the fusion between it. Um, since we're, on the, we're talking about like K-hip-hop and things, there's a lot of these Korean artists that are bridging in between. Like I brought up Dumbfounded earlier and like Dumbfounded releases his tracks in like both English and some tracks in English and some tracks in Korean. He, I'm trying to think of one, uh, he released the song Young. Um, with Simon Dominic and who else was on that track? Oh, I'm completely blanking on it, but that was all in Korean. But like, um, he also releases like um, his English tracks that are more like R&B focused. But like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dumbfounded's background, but he was a battle, battle, battle rapper. I don't know what the correct term for it is, but like, you know, kind of like what they do on Wild and Out, he did that professionally.
0: He's from LA, right? Yes. Yeah. So I kind of like, I like the idea, um, at least I I would hope, um, that like the Asian American rappers or people that are in hip hop would be a great bridge between the two because they could respect where the music came from and not like, because you know, we've seen plenty of Korean rappers like do some racist shit before.
2: (laughs) yeah
0: and like uh, uh so like the idea that you could have an american korean american um that sort of takes the helm on that and like shows respect to the music while sort of bringing in the other culture into it i think that is actually that would be like really amazing and that's probably what Dumfound dad does Ooh. Uh, another artist
1: another artist you guys should listen to Kate, okay. uh like in the hip-hop realm they're here year of the ox if you haven't heard of yes them, year of the yes! ox is so good and he, then
2: he was on the track with uh micro dot and jesse and dumbfounded uh kaibaibo
1: like oh my god this this duo if you haven't heard of them yet oh they're so good um who like Even just, I think they did a video with Dre at one point where they're just ad-libbing. They're just ad-libbing from different um, K-pop songs, I I believe. And I was just like, yo, whoa, their their flow is really good and everything like that. So, like, after that, I started checking out their music. I was just like, who is this group? Because they were both ad-libbing in English and in Korean. And I was just like, whoa. Hey, I'm here for this. So if you haven't heard of them, it's just like why haven't they been picked up on their on the Western Radar either, you know? Stuff like that. Like,
2: oh, they're really good, too. There are so many There are sorry, I didn't know if I had my mic on. Um there are so many good artists that could really like take that line between east to west and like fudge it over. Um, like Dumbfounded, You're the Ox is a good one. Um, like let's talk about Eric Nam. Um, Eric Nam could definitely appeal to both o- like um both audiences. I was thinking about his collab with was it collage? Yes. Or Hola I can not yeah, remember it her is. name. But um that that collab was one of my favorites. And it's just really interesting to see like There are these artists that are trying to make that crossover, and it's just, we could say thanks, I'm going to say thanks, BTS, for kind of helping with that, but also at the same time, you're not the first to open that door.
1: (laughs) Um, Can we talk about how how Eric Nam is also on the official soundtrack to a big movie that came out uh, for... The State's Hotel Transylvania float is a song that was played on the movie and it's just like, "What? And Float is such a good song too." And his last um his last album, the Before We Begin album was catered to the Western market. Like that exactly. was his Exactly. That was his English album. And it's just like, "Bruh."
2: Another um Another one some people listening might not know is, but, um, early Epic High had a ton of English stuff.
0: I think it's criminal that Epic High isn't more, like, more popular in the United States. They were supposed to
1: return to Coachella this year if Rona was in the thing. Dude. Their second time returning to Coachella at that, too.
2: Like. Epic high, like if you ever can get, if you ever, if you want a good epic high song, that's all in English. Look up Rock Steady because it's got Kira One, Dumbfounded, um, and Tableau on it, and they do like it's so good. Um, and it it's honestly criminal how there's so many great like artists that could definitely do that crossover, and that we just need people to open their
0: eyes. <laughs> You know, I think what it really comes down to is the people at the top of the music industry that are saying no, because people that have influence in an entire industry and that have power tend to not be open to new things just because that would change the dynamic that they're familiar with, right? So the people at the top that are giving out Grammy nominations still, or that are, you know, doing the awards, know that everybody knows that they're fake, but sort of does, they do it anyway. Um, I would think that there's probably a number of people at the top that are very stubborn about change. So even as, you know, the industry Ebb's and flows as as it will as it does. They're not going to want to make that change, and we've seen that happen like forever. If you go back into like let's go back to the nineteen fifties, right? There was segregation problems, and it was becoming clear, at least in the fifties sixties, like Motown was coming out and it was becoming this huge thing, but they refused to acknowledge it. So, you know, white artists started. Stealing songs from the black artists and those became hugely popular. So it's almost—I don't want to say it's the same thing because that—that that was like literal systematic racism because you know they still I, had segregation going on.
2: I'm a—I'm—I'm I'm a put my—I'm say it's similar to what's going on now. Honestly, I want people to realize that like K-pop, a lot of those songs that your faves sing and dance to are written by Western artists a lot of Western people of color write the lyrics and beats of those demos that are translated into Korean that you all love so much.
0: Yeah, and so it just sort of feels like that there's whoever is kind of controlling the narrative or whatever at the top is trying to suppress the change, I guess is what I'm getting at. And that sort of just goes back into my entire like nihilistic view of the world, to be honest. But I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: it's definitely a lot of gatekeeping. And I mean, even for a lot of Western artists and, um, you know, you hardly still see Black people getting awards when they deserve it. You know, it's just like, hello, they've been, they're like the originators of our music, you know, R&B, jazz, jazz. Um, all that type of music, that wouldn't have exist if it wasn't for their culture, you know? So it's just like, hmm. And then you still have Latin artists who are who are big here in the States that still don't get the recognition that they deserve, you know? So it's like, it's still an upward battle for for K-pop as well. So it's just like, uh, it sucks. It sucks. Though, it is kind of going in a better direction just because um just recently, even though it's not as super big as like the Grammys, BTS racked up four awards at the MTV Music Video Awards. One of them is the K-pop category and three are what? Uh Best Pop, I believe. They got Best Pop, I believe, was one of them. And it's just like, whoa, that is a huge genre to win, especially when there's b- other big names.
0: They've in that been pigeon- category. Like, but for years they've been pigeonholing right. BTS into the best K-pop category. Yeah, <laughs> so right, right.
1: But it's like, hey, it's a step. It is a step that it's it's just not them in the K-pop category anymore.
0: I do kind of want to talk about like not necessarily the negative things, but sort of go into like a a more positive light about you know bridging the east and the west. So I have a story um, that I wanted to share. Every week, uh, I go to acupuncture, um, and my my doctor is Korean. Um, there's two doctors there; one's Korean, one's Chinese. Um, but I was there yesterday, and while he was doing my treatment, he was like, "Oh my god!" So I just heard that BTS like won that whole Billboard award. I was like, "Yeah, it's you know really cool." He's like, "You know, I didn't know about BTS until you told me about them, and like it's like a big deal in Korea." And I just thought it was a very interesting sort of like exchange because like he's you know he's obviously he's from south korea and i would just come in like he would ask you know he would ask me what i listen to or whatever and i'd be like oh i really like bts they're pretty cool um and he seems to like he sort of likes to it seems like he bonds with me over the fact that like like we've had a discussion about how i love like spicy ramen he was like in, he was thrilled that i liked to eat, you know, Korean ramen and shit. Like, um, it it just sort of shows, like, that a more openness, I guess I would say, to, like, you know, two different cultures kind of coming together and having common ground and, you know, being friendly. And you don't necessarily, I mean, you're not going to see that if we don't have people that are open to, you know, all sorts of things in the world.
2: And it's really interesting, too, um, surprisingly enough that, like, even in Korea, Korea doesn't really pay attention to K-pop as much. And it's kind of sad. (laughs) Like, after a certain age, they kind of just stop caring here.
1: I feel like it's like, oh, K-pop in Korea, it's like the whole teeny bopper kind of thing. Like, it's meant for that age group and no one else. And then you have the outside world. There's people, like, of all ages liking K-pop. And it's just, like, the stark difference is, like, whoa.
0: And I mean, like, it, it does sort of, it can help in spreading Korean culture if you're open to it, I guess. Because there's still some people that are going to try to talk about, like, the manufacturing of groups and how they, like, take away everyone's personality to make them perfect you know wasn't it billboard like in the early 2010s that put out something about girls generation calling them factory girls or something like that probably
2: billboard has like has had some sketchy articles about k-pop throughout the years okay so to talk about the west to east meets west what has been your favorite okay what has been your two favorite k-pop and Western artists collapse?
1: I'll go with one of mine because there's been a lot and we can talk about a lot of them, but um, I still listen to it till this day. It's when Bolo was tackling the US market on her own and um, she did a song called I Did It For Love with Sean, I believe it's Sean Garrett, I believe still one of my favorite collaborations that has ever come out, out of K-pop. And she just recently celebrated her 20th anniversary. She's been in the game for 20 years. My goodness, congratulations to her. But um, one of my favorite ones and I, the music video was like, I loved it, even though, like, now, if you think about it now, it's like, eh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, the song itself was so catchy. And I remember having that song on repeat for the longest time. And that album, or whole entire album that was geared towards the US market, featuring You e. e. Up, Energetic, all of that, that album, or like, era of her, really solid era. And I'm like, I wish that. People, like, picked up on it more back then when she was really going for it for the market. Oh, one of my favorites.
0: I'm still mad at the Western market for Disregarding Queen Boa.
1: To be
2: fair, my first Boa song was actually the English version of Eat You Up.
1: I mean, it's a good song. Eat You Up is a good song, and the disrespect. The disrespect. (laughs) Okay, so I have
2: two favorite collabs so far through okay I have a lot but my top two are actually the Missy Elliott and G-Dragon collab and then the Harvey and NCT Dream collab that came out last year so the reason why I love the Missy Elliott and G-Dragon collab is because that was one of like having someone so prominent on their track like Missy Elliott herself like for the longest time she was considered one of the top female rappers in Korea Uh, In she was considered one of the top female rappers in America and so it's just one of those key collaborations and then the track with um NCT Dream with Harvey and it's it's just it's just so catchy like, I don't need your love. It's it's so good.
0: I mean, like, to be honest, I don't, I in general, don't listen to too many um, Western collaborations just because, like, it's not my jam. Uh, but probably the one that I really liked the most was when um, Steve Auki did a uh, mic drop remix with BTS. It's that cast still the best remix out of every all of them i I really like
2: we can trust steve aoki to get on any k-pop mix like remix and make it a bop
0: yeah so like the reason that i like that is because like i feel like i can trust him to do it right do you know what i mean
2: oh definitely i am gonna say though i hated the the version of mic drop with designer on it
0: that's okay we all did Uh, It still blows my mind
2: that Jungkook... Was Jungkook older than designer when that came out? Or was he the same age?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't remember.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. When that came out, I wanted to just walk into the sea. Like... (laughs) Not because, like... (laughs) It was just, like... Because Mic Drop is such a good song and, like, designer doesn't say anything. He didn't say anything. He just talked about random shit and that was it like it was very (laughs) he didn't do anything like if you're gonna feature can you say something that makes sense
1: yeah uh oh i i know my other uh, like okay it doesn't necess it features k-pop idols but like the there it's it's gonna be a huge thing like um kda which was a project is a project group for League of Le- League of Legends? Yes, right. Am I getting the game right? Oh, yes, you're right. Okay, I was like, oh god, KDA. It features two members of the G Idol, uh, two members from G Idol, and um, their last song because right now they're in the works of making a comeback um, and releasing an album. But when they dropped their song for League of Legends, um, I forgot. The name of the two other artists who are on there, I, you know what? I have my phone. What am I doing? It's right in front of me. Um, yeah. When they released Pop Stars, I was just like, "Who? This is this is a collaboration track? Who? Where? This? It's so catchy, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna go on the automatic replay playlist. Um, gosh, it doesn't. Hold on. While I do that, You yeah. you, know,
0: you know why that's made, like, such a splash, though, right? Because League of Medicine Legends... Medicine Beer.
1: Medicine Beer, and then Jaira Burns was on the Pop Stars track. There's two different ladies on the newest one, which is the baddest. And that single alone, too, is like, wow! Release more. I It's more. because
0: they got the simps and the neckbeards behind it. <laughs> <laughs> because, like... True. You... You know that the neckbeards are into the not-real-ladies, so you make some fake-ass, like, League of Legend players that are badass, and they're all over that shit. (laughs) I don't know if Jay remembers this, but
2: do you remember—or, Roxy, I don't know if you even know about this um, collab—but do you remember the Seven and Little Kim collab? oh god we do
1: not talk
0: Uh, (laughs) we do not talk that was not good please please inform our audience about this you don't want to do you oh my god (laughs) okay so seven and little
2: kim made the song it was called girls right hang on i'm I'm gonna
1: look this up just to confirm this so Uh, Like it was happening around the same realm of when BoA was trying. Like I guess, how do I like that era of when people were trying to really make push K-pop. Like the not the first initial wave, but when BoA, Wonder Girls, um, when they were trying to hit the U.S. market. Seven was like one of the first male artists to come out, and I guess it was um,
0: for those that don't know about Seven, he was like a pretty big deal. Back then, he was like one of the biggest uh, male solo artists. Now he's like, now know? nobody knows who he is. But you know,
1: yeah. So like, it was around that time period. Uh, was was it his track with Little Kim around the same era, like time period as Gangnam Style? Also, Amber. I don't remember. No, 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 no right? It wasn't. It's been it was eleven be- years like, since that
2: song came out. So it was before.
1: Yeah. So definitely more of, like, when Boa and Wonder Girls were trying to hit the market. Seven was, like, one of the first male artists to do it. And
2: I'm just like, uh, what? Wait. Please
1: describe why it was so bad.
2: Oh, uh, when do I begin? <laughs> um, like, it, it's, it's catchy. But for the younger people listening, like, imagine the cringiest stuff that you have and like it, it's like it's a cringy song like so cringy it's not cringy that it's bad like it's not cringy enough to make it good it's cringy that it's bad like it's like a try hard design the
1: music video too and just listen to the snip snippet of it because it was like i forgot what it sounded like because i blocked it out of my memory and i'm like Yee. yikes yeah it like To describe Seven's voice, it's a lot more lighter in tone, like if very reminiscent of Rain um, as well, but I feel like Rain has a huskier kind of voice. It's just, oh God, the song was just not it. It was not it. And mixing with that time period of when it was a lot more electro auto-tune combined and i was just like oh
2: no 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 no, no. one of my favorite western co- i think it came out i think it's been like four or five years since this one came out but uh the far east movement chanyol and Tanashi collab the um what is it what song was that uh fa- what was the name of that song it's like you know when you're thinking of a song name and like you can only think about like certain parts of the verse and you're
1: just like uh Dirt it. Dirt it. it was mentioned like Gigi mentions it in the article but not the song. <laughs> yeah, hang on. I'm looking it up right now because I'm so upset. For real love. Ah, uh, there we go. Yes. For real love was a really good song too. Like I I really appreciated that collaboration. And fun fact, if you guys didn't know, Far East Movement all Asian American, saying, and oh, almost that whole album was all K-pop collapse, and I
2: was like, "Bruh,
1: what's this called?" We didn't mention it. it was more t- like I'm gonna briefly mention it in the topic we were talking about earlier. 88 Rising is doing a good job of bridging the gap of West East meets West, in my opinion. I feel like they've been like, and it's just not with Korean artists. They've been tackling all asian artists and trying to do the damn thing and i'm just like i i want to say i do appreciate how they are bridging that gap a little bit more as a sole company that is deal like wanting to like put a spotlight on asian artists you know we have jay from day six doing stuff with 88 rising jackson wang doing stuff with 88 rising dude like they're up and coming and they had their own online festival, which I sadly missed out on. I only got snippets of it. But it's, like, the fact that, you know, like, there is a platform like 88 Rising also doing that. Anyways, just wanting to throw that out there and mention it because I didn't mention it. Going back to collabs. Um, I, I want to say more recent, recent collabs. I really did like Lady Gaga and Blackpink's Sour Candy. I actually really liked it. I was, like, very iffy on it. I was just like I'm like how are these ladies going to work together but the song is so catchy. I can't help but listen to it.
0: We're going to go ahead and move on to our last topic now. Um so for this week's underrated artists, we're talking about Rolling Courts. Um if you're hopefully I would I would say anyway, if you're on Twitter, you've probably seen or heard about them. Um they are a very new uh Korean uh, girl band, they're filling a void that all of us didn't even know was there, Uh, because if you think about K-Rock, pretty much every group that has any sort of fame is male-based, so um, these girls debuted uh, in August 2019. Um, I don't believe they've really released um, like an album publicly or anything, but if you go on their YouTube channel, um, you will see some of their original songs and they do a lot of covers as well for, uh, all my emo kids. They did a cover of Paramore's misery business, which I know everybody would be super excited about. Um, but basically they covered they,
2: Lady Gaga's bad romance too.
0: They did your goth dreams come true. At least if you're me. <laughs> I was
1: screaming on mute as soon as she, uh, as soon as you mentioned misery business and their cover. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> More, need more, need more sounds like this.
0: I've mentioned before, I'm sure that like I'm a metalhead, head um, and I came into the K-pop world via that rather than like the pop route that some people take. Um, so I am kind of obsessed with like heavy metal, not just heavy metal, but girls in heavy metal. Uh, my favorite band from Italy is a female fronted band. And I just love, I love seeing the girlies do it, doing their thing. Going hard, and uh, the lead singer's voice. Her name is Jia young It is very unique. I don't know. Did you guys feel that way too?
1: Yes, definitely. 100%. Like, oh, her voice. Whoo. Wait, wait. But I have a thing for the bassist because she hot. She's super hot. Oh my god! I don't even swing that way. Just letting you know, but she's hot. <laughs>
2: hey, 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 now, you don't have to be, like, queer to have eyes, like, you can admire the art.
0: I don't know, I went to listen to their, um, the first song, it's, like, the, on their YouTube, it's, like, the featured video, and I really like how they're doing, like, the metal sound, like, you don't really, it's kind of, like, if you're a fan of Dreamcatcher, you're gonna like these girls, it's, Along the same lines, except these girls are actually playing the instruments that accompany what they're singing about, so like it's it's even a step further than you know the idol sort of route.
2: They all dance well at this the uh some of them dance too and make really good dance covers. I don't know if you guys dug that far into that youtube channel
1: uh I don't know her name um but one of them did a cover to Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back, and I was like, oh, these girls can dance too. Was pleasantly surprised by it. That I'm just like, but also just like, I wish that they had more. Like, I was just like, release more, please. Because, ah, they're really good. I would like to see this come to more fruition. Please.
0: I'm uh, actually interested because like, I wonder how Korea would receive them. You might know better than us, Amber, just because you're there. But it seems like that the sound they're going for is definitely something that more people, at least the United States, would be all about.
2: Considering they've just popped up on the scene, and I we would need to see them live before I can make a proper judgment on that. Um, I discovered them from Twitter. And hang on, let me... Some of their, like, I'm scrolling through their YouTube and um, their videos and there there's some Korean comments, but there's not, like, it's mostly Western people who are like, holy fuck, you guys are hot and talented and all of that. I'm going to check out their melon, if they have a melon page and what their streams look like.
0: From what I understand is that Stan Twitter sort of picked them up and they sort of snowballed a little bit, at least in popularity after... I don't even know like what fandom it was, but K-pop stan Twitter found them, and then everybody got excited.
2: Yes, that is exactly what happened because I remember th- so comparing her to the like. Do you remember the band like the like the? I don't remember what they were called, but they were on Josie and the Pussycats. But the like the emo goth looking band girl group band. Like, they were, like, doing side-by-side comparisons with their bases.
1: And I'm just like, bruh. Um, At first, I thought, um, did you guys see that TikTok that was going around of this girl band, like, covering different songs? And um, they're also Asian, too. Um, At first, I thought that was Rolling Quartz, but I believe it was somebody uh, different. Uh, They were covering um, this anime called Demon Slayer the opening um, which is uh, sung by an original Japanese artist uh, Lisa and I was just like is this them but I looked further into it I was just like no it's not but hey those ladies are also doing the thing where we have a lot more rock and more band focused things and I was just like oh and so like when we were talking about rolling cards and we finally got the chance to talk to them and just like uh yeah so it's just like, it's curious to see what they're going to bring out in the future. Have I just to look, and out. it
2: looks like they've only had, like, a little on their melon, they've only had, like, 2,000 streams. So that's unfortunate. So they're, like, Korea hasn't really,
0: like, found them yet. There's only three comments on their melon. I am on their Twitter page right now. Um, They have 18.2k followers on Twitter. That like, like, Twitter
2: hasn't always been there. Like, they blew up on Twitter and then a Twitter emerged. Yeah. All of Smart. the members have Instagrams, though.
0: It looks like, yeah, they're all, it looks like they're doing individual Twitter accounts, too. But they, um, it looks like they do uh, both Korean and English also. Yes. So, like, for international fans, you know, that'd be pretty cool.
2: I want to interview them if we can. Uh, Absolutely. Are you kidding? (laughs) I'm like, I'm literally trying to find a contact email as we record this because I want to talk to them.
0: (laughs) I just really love seeing, um, I feel like this is not something that you necessarily expect from Korea. Um, Even, you know, the K-Rock that they have is not super necessarily super popular, um, except for, you know, the bands that are signed like Day6 is signed under JYP. That kind of thing. Um, FT Island was really big for a while, but the girls, I never really saw them bringing out like heavy metal girls and I like really want them to do well. <laughs> I really am very excited. I'm kind of obsessed with them. I'm not going to lie.
2: Their guitarist was born on Halloween. Just oh, so you know. So metal.
1: That's metal as fuck. They weren't metal, but people tend to forget that AOA was originally a girl band. Like a girl band not an idol group the what they are today and but obviously to keep up with the market they changed tactics and they went more into the pop idol people forget that too but it wasn't as like metal as like what we're seeing with rolling courts and what we were seeing with other styles of music but I'm just like
2: and for those of you just getting into them I just peeked at their uh, Instagram and it looks like they're having a fandom naming contest
0: so this should be interesting we love to see it. We want them. We want success for them. All right. I think uh, it's about time to wrap up. So uh, any final thoughts, you guys?
2: Spotify, get your act together and mix my K-pop with my Western music in my daily playlist. Okay, thanks. And Stan rolling chords.
1: My sentiments, exactly. But also, J- Roxy, did you see Jaya on cover Boca from D- Dreamcatcher? Dreamcatcher? No. Link yes, me, please. <laughs> Anyways, I'll do that. But um, also, the world has been in a weird state of weird weather. Be safe out there, guys. I know on my side of the world, the world is literally burning because it's hot. On Amber's side, it is going to be, what, a typhoon, right?
2: Yeah, the typhoon's coming in, and I'm trying to figure out where I put my floaties.
1: (laughs) So definitely wherever you are in the world, be safe out there just because the weather, Mother Nature is angry, as of right now. And um, rolling courts, definitely give them a listen. And uh, in regards to the East meets West thing, it's something we just all have to be on the lookout and see what's gonna happen in the future,
0: so. You guys are like dying, but meanwhile, it's beautiful here and sunny, and I'm gonna go outside for a little bit. Mother Nature's not upset with the East Coast. Sorry, the rest of (laughs) y'all. Yeah, but you guys were also had,
1: like, not too long ago, like, the big hurricane was ha- happening
0: before it turned into a tropical storm.
1: Yeah, that that
0: didn't bother me, though. It became rain by the time it was here. I've gotten through. No hurricanes have come up my coast, so fuck you, Mother Nature.
2: This is typhoon number two in the last week. Can someone take it away? Can it <laughs> rain here? Can pray we- for Amber.
1: Can it rain here on my end? Because it is dry season and fire season. So, and we're Jake, just in the- can big- I send the typhoon to California? Uh, I don't know about a typhoon. <laughs> that but, would put out your damn fires because it never stops raining. True. Yeah, it is just dry and,
0: oh, we just need rain. Please. The Moral of the story here is live on the East Coast because California is on fire and Korea is getting drowned. That's what I'm gathering. Just live in the middle. (laughs) Live somewhere in the middle. You don't want to live in the Midwest. They had a land hurricane. They also have tornadoes, which is like my least favorite thing.
1: Well, I was thinking more middle of like between Korea and California, just meeting
0: somewhere in the middle. But that works too. Yes, that's true. Let's go. (laughs) We got off on a tangent. Let's finish out. So uh, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We post every day. We're covering uh, all the comebacks and you know we have all our weekly columns and stuff. So you can get your K-pop fix on our website and our social media. If you are interested, be sure to uh, grab your copy of the uh, new Must X mini issue and also join our Discord. We have our own Discord server uh, that is- Come hang out with us. Uh, we'll link that uh, in our description so you can find it if you're interested. All right. So this has been the craze cast and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.